Diane Alazate, and we have a special guest here today, Juliana Bellar. She's filling in for Lindsay Galasso. So we're here from the Academic Success and Advising Center, and you're listening to the Multicultural Topics in Education podcast series, the show that provides centenary students with a platform to discuss special topics. And today we're talking about first-generation college students. So the episode is actually called I Am First Gen. We are here with two student guest speakers. Hi, I'm Valentina Lopez. I'm a freshman at Centenary, and my parents are immigrants from Colombia. Hey, I'm Kamari Hunter. I'm also a first-generational student at Centenary University. Um, I'm African-American, and I also have Afro-Caribbean um, ethnicity as well. Awesome. Um, so before we kind of begin, I did want to provide with some statistics. So first-generation college students, you know, they often face obstacles that include a lack of college readiness, familial support, financial, financial stability. So racial underrepresentation, low academic self-esteem, and difficulty adjusting to college can manifest while enrolled, enrolled, contributing to a lower rate of college completion than that for students who have at least one parent with a four-year degree. Here's another statistic for you. Over several decades in the United States, African-American, Hispanic, Native American, and low-income students have completed high school and attended college at consistently lower rates than their white and higher-income counterparts. In 2008, white students comprised 63% of students enrolling in post-secondary education, a proportion 4.5, 5.25, and 9 times greater than their black, Hispanic, and Asian peers. So despite an increase in the U.S. minority population from 22% to 43%, the underrepresentation of minorities in college and those who persist in graduation still exists. I also wanted to provide a fun fact. So Michelle Obama, Oprah Winfrey, John Lewis, Sonia Sotomayor, and first generation, are first-generation college graduates. They're also low-income. They were also low-income, actually. Um, so just to kind of get started, I did want to provide some personal experience. So I'm actually first generation college student. So with my experience, um, I did have some guidance. My older sister was a college student as well. However, my mom didn't. She, she actually did not graduate high school. Um, so it was a little difficult to kind of transition into college life. This included some you know, issues as far as financial aid in order to complete like financial aid application. There were some difficulties as far as like my the language barrier. So my mom is she only speaks Spanish. So in order to complete it, it was a little difficult for me because I didn't know what to do. So I was just translating. And then, you know, eventually we, we did get to complete it and I did receive financial aid. Um, but it was difficult. It was more difficult than perhaps having uh, parents or grandparents that have gone through the college experience and know what to expect and have that guidance. Um, fortunately for me, I did have family support. So that was very, very important for me. And they kind of, my mom, my siblings, they did encourage me to continue and push forward. I know some and many college students probably don't have that support. Um, so how about you, Juliana? Can you tell us about your college experience? Yeah, definitely. I'll tell you a little bit about my background. So I was not a first-generation college student. 
I had generations ahead of me and family members who went to college, and I definitely think it impacted my experiences and preparation. Um, fortunately, I'm very blessed to have had a supportive family who, even if they didn't go to college before me, I feel like they would have done everything to work with me and guide me on navigating that path. Um, but I definitely think that the experiences that they had not only led me to choose to go to college and get an education, but also on here's what you need to do, how you should perform academically in high school, here's how you get admitted, um, these types of scholarships that you should look for, and how you should be kind of focusing on a career path and providing some life direction. So something that I've always been brought up with is that you want to set yourself up so that the next generation who comes after you has better, so a better quality of life, um, open to more opportunities. And I think there's a lot to be said for being a first-generation college student because you're taking that step for yourself, but then you're also opening the door for the others that come behind you, whether they choose to go to college um, or not. You can guide them on their decision and, and share kind of how it impacted your life. I think that's very interesting, um, and you kind of you explain a little bit about how your family kind of gave you a different type of guidance, right? So they helped you as far as scholarships, information, things like that. Unlike me, who, because my mother wasn't aware of any of that, I didn't have that. So for us, it was more like, well, you're low income, so here's the application for financial aid, right? I didn't know, I didn't have all that information. I didn't know that was available to me. Granted, yes, I know there there are college, um, high school counselors who kind of, who are supposed to be there to guide you, but in a school of over almost 3,000 students and over 500 seniors, it's really tough to have that proper support, right, that we actually need. Um, so I, I wasn't aware of any of that. I probably could have done my own research, right? But if you're kind of like, okay, well, you can apply for this in order to go to college, and yes, you have to take your SATs and X, Y, and Z, that's it. I didn't know there were other opportunities for me, right? So there's a big, you know, maybe a, a slight or a big difference depending on each situation on how your college experience is going to go, right? Yeah, definitely. I definitely agree. I think that if you've experienced it too, you kind of have a little bit more background knowledge of what to expect or maybe some inside scoop that you wouldn't know even if you did the research yourself. Um, but we shared a little bit about our experiences. So what does it mean to you both to be first-generation college students? For me, it means a lot because um, not only am I in college, but I know that from now on I'm going to be having, like, this way of, like, responsibility, not only for myself but for my family and for my family back at Columbia because, I, like, it's just, like, it just means a lot for me. Thank you. Um, I feel like the same way. I feel like it's like a heavy weight um, on me, I guess you could say. Um, I really do, like, feel sometimes that it, it does get hard, but when I get, like, random texts from, like, family members checking on me and, like, how proud they are of me or, like, um, my little cousin, she had, like, she's an um, AVID. That's, like, a program in, like, public schools and stuff that helps with colleges, and one, I was so proud of her because I didn't get accepted in. She's in middle school she's in. And, you know, I was doing, like, the big colleges and stuff, and she sent me a picture of her work, and she drew, like, um, the college she chose to research was Centenary, and she told everybody, like, oh, that's where my big cousin brother goes. 
so like stuff like that makes me feel like what I'm doing is worthwhile. Yeah. That's so cute. That's awesome. <laughs> and you kind of both mentioned a little bit in different words, of course, like responsibility and heavy weight on you. Yeah. Um, so kind of going to into our next question, what were your family's expectations? Did that correlate like that responsibility and heavy weight have to do with your family's expectations? For me, yeah. Most for like the most part, because um, having your first and oldest daughter be the first one to go to college and seeing them, like, go off on their own and study something that they are passionate about, I think that that's just a lot more expectations on your back. Okay. Um, I feel like it's it's not heavy expectations because pretty much they, my family was like, it doesn't matter the major or the school, like, you're just good to go, like, we support you either way. But, Proud of you. Yeah. Awesome. Thank nice. you. And so those were your family expectations. Did you have your own expectations that you kind of put on yourself to go this direction with college? Can you talk a little bit about that? Well, I knew that I want to succeed, but I want to succeed in a healthy way, in a way that's right. Okay. Can you talk a little bit about Oh, well. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> um. For me, success is just getting my degree, but also being passionate about what I'm studying and being able to do something that I like and love with that degree and hopefully have a very bright future for myself and to be able to provide more for my family as well now that I'm getting a lot more older. Okay. Um, College wasn't something I really thought about until, like, junior or senior year. It wasn't, like, that discussed and I won't say my family per se because you know it was a lot going on but even in the school because like you said like the councils have so many students we didn't really have any college fairs at my school would like do a lot surrounding that so I had about like a year and a couple of months to really figure out what I was going to do and basically the only thing I told myself was make sure like the um scholarships make sense make sure I feel comfortable and I should be good to go from there so, Kamari, what was, you mentioned not kind of really thinking about going to college until maybe your junior year. So, what was that, how was that transition for you, and what made you kind of lean towards going to college? So, I had got to a point where, um, just out of nowhere, like, I don't know if it was like a quarantine development, I wanted to start breaking out of my shell more. Like, I felt like I was too, like, shy, and I thought about it. You know, I discussed with, like, with my, my mom and stuff, and, like, college is a great way for me to get out and socialize and stuff. And then I was, like, so, like, in love with, like, music, radio, TV, just, like, that whole, like, I was getting really invested into, like, documentaries and just really into that, like, mix. And then I realized, I'm, like, these are people's, like, actual, like, jobs. This is a, if I get my degree, I can actually get into this field. Like, you have a better opportunity. Yeah. Okay. So that was, like, my main deciding factor, just trying to find a major that fit that. Awesome. And I think that has a lot to do with it as well. You know, you're still figuring yourself out, um, and you you already found the major that you love. And for you, I think, Valentina, was a little differently because you came here undecided. I did come here undecided. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Um, the reason why I chose that was because I wasn't really sure what I wanted to do going into college. I just knew that I would be in college, but I wasn't 100% sure what I wanted to study. 
So for my freshman year, first semester, I chose to go undecided to see, like, test the water, see what I liked. And then for this spring semester, I switched my major from undecided to biology. But now I feel a loss again because now I'm like, I don't know if I don't know if I want to pursue biology even more or if I want to switch it. So now I'm in that like that little weird phase now. So And then that's really OK. Honestly, like that's very normal for students to, f- to feel that way. Um, you're still figuring yourself out. You're still growing. This mm-hmm. is your first year at, in college. So you're figuring out what your interests are, what your goals are. And you can absolutely change your mind as you're going through your first, second, third semester. Um, and I think that's wonderful. Like you're having an open mind also. Some people come in, some students come in and they already have it figured out. It's something that they want, something like they have set, their goals set. And then some don't. And that's still okay. I was just going to say something to highlight is I think both of you kind of mentioned at least one thing that you're really passionate about, whether that was getting you to college and staying in college. Um, And I think being in college and being first generation, now you have access to all these resources and networks of people that you can kind of find your way. And like Diana said, it's okay if you don't know now, but there are people that can kind of help you or you can try something um, now that you're here. So, yeah. Absolutely. Um, So how... Do the expectations, like your own expectations and your family expectations, how do they affect how you progress through college life? I like thinking this. Is a, this feels a little hard to answer. <laughs> it's totally okay. So, like, do you feel it can positively affect you or negatively, right? Is, if, is the pressure helping you kind of move forward? Or do you think that it may be holding you like it's too much or is a little overwhelming it could be stressful there's just so many feelings maybe that you've thought about or really didn't think about you can use this time to reflect as well if there's one thing I've been learning about college so far from being here it's learning how to trust myself and I feel like that if my own expectations my family's expectations I think that they will both be very proud about how trusting I've become about myself and throughout this whole progress that's college throughout these two semesters I don't think that the pressure is too much because I don't feel like that there is any need for pressure as long as you trust yourself then you'll be fine that's awesome I love that um I feel like like my pressure or expectations and like my family's expectations are completely different from how they were in public school because in, like, high school, if I would, like, call my parents and I'm like, yeah, I'm falling behind, like, my, like it was like, why, like, why aren't you doing your work? Or, like, what's going on? Like, you know, you get in trouble. But, like, now I feel like they're way easier on me than I am on myself. Like, I, like, talk to them, like, hey, like, I got to catch up on work for this course. So I'm, like, I'm, I haven't been to class. So I don't feel good. And it's like, oh, you're intelligent. You got this. Or I'm getting calls from, like, a, like they might spread the word. And I'm getting a bunch of calls or texts from different like siblings or something and like hey hope you okay love you like you know you good like you gonna rock this out like you made it so I feel like I need to like be a little lighter on myself because I feel like I'm really too hard on myself when it comes to trying to like just go day to like day by day okay um and I love that you kind of said that like you both mentioned a little bit Um, trusting yourself and not being so hard on yourself that's very important to get through you know college it's it's not 
easy. It's not what you see in the movies and on TV. So you, everyone has their own experiences, and it's wonderful to have that support. Um, and then especially for you, Kamari, you're getting all of these words of encouragement, and then you kind of use that to reflect, like, you know, maybe I shouldn't be so hard on myself, and you have that support. Um, so thank you. Thank you for sharing that. Do you feel like people have different expectations of you as a multicultural student? We're getting deep here. <laughs> In my opinion, yeah. Okay. In my own opinion, yes. How? I feel like that when other students or maybe when other people look at you as a multicultural student, like a student with a different ethnic background, I think they perceive you as a little different. But I don't think it's anything negative. I, I do think, though, that some people have different expectations on you as a multicultural student. Okay. Do you think they're positive expectations? I, I mean, I hope so, yeah. Okay. So that's, but you view it as a positive expectation? Yeah. Okay. That's fair. That's good. Yeah, I wouldn't necessarily know if it's like a positive or negative thing, but I do think a big um expectation or thing from like my fellow peers or like whoop, the staff members is like um it's like um you know like work harder like two times harder like i have to really push forward if that makes any sense so you're expect you feel like you're expected to work harder mm -hmm. okay um from your peers and um, your professors not necessarily yeah, I would say professors. Your professor is so. more so. Yeah. Like, okay. it, it, it depends on, like, I don't know, like, I guess you could say, like, coming from, like, different cultures. Because that is, like, a I have had conversations with professors, like, around that in my fall semester and stuff. So. Okay. And how does that make you feel? Um, I'm not necessarily offended by anything but mm -hmm. i will say like i already do feel a certain burden just from like my, already myself and then my family so then when i got that it's like all oh, like a lot like so when i feel like i'm not doing good with all like all of the expectations i feel like i sink so bad like okay. mentally like it's just like of course yeah. and you know what and you have every right to feel how you however you feel um you know you can also perhaps utilize that utilize all of these expectations different kinds of expectations from your family yourself probably your professors or your peers and use that to kind of motivate you to do better you have to prove it and the, at the end of the day you really have to just prove it to yourself and everything else will fo follow through right okay uh so being a first generation college student do you feel like you were adequately prepared for me it's in between i've had a lot of guidance towards my senior year of high school i had a mentor who specifically helped students who are either like first generation like like hispanic latino um black african-american and my mentor prepared me the best way he could for me to be here, even though for me, like, being here was also, like, completely different from my, I've, what I first expected before coming. But I feel like that I was 50-50 prepared. It was, I had, I would, like, I knew what to expect, but I also didn't know what to expect. 
Like, what didn't you expect? Like, can you just name a few things? Uh, I didn't expect um, having so much more time for myself or <laughs> expecting um, just, like, meeting so many different people, time management, um, handling work, school work, academic work. It was, like, things around that nature. Okay. What about for you, Kamari? Um... I would say, like, I was prepared in terms of, like, knowing, like, if I needed anything, who I could call, who I could vent to. Like, a lot of different family members and family friends really, like, before I came to school, like, do I need anything from my dorm, money, advice? But I never, like, necessarily seen this before. Like, I never had, um... <clears throat> any family members that, like, went to school or anything, so I didn't really, like, I had to figure out, like, a lot of this on my own. Like, it was kind of, I won't say a struggle, but... But it was a challenge. Yeah, it was challenging. Like, I did a lot of the application and financial aid and a lot of that stuff by myself because, like, my parents never did anything like this before. So it was just, like... Like, my moving day, I had to, like, I couldn't, like, go straight to my dorm because it was something wrong with, like, my um, health suite, like, information. I didn't properly register, and then I had to go there, and then it was just a, a lot of running around because, like, I didn't really have any help, right. like, properly applying and getting everything in with the school. Right, right. Okay. Do you feel that first-generation college students need different resources than those who are not first-gen? And if so, what resources have you found at Centenary that have been helpful? I feel like it depends. Um, because, like, if you're just, like, if you're a first generation and um, you're, like, from a multicultural or um, ethnic background, you might need, like, a more specific group that caters to, like, your um, culture or, like, you're, like, more familiar with, I guess you could say. More so, like, your background. yeah. Okay. But just for first generation in general, academic success is, like, good for everybody. Like, I feel like that's been my biggest help this, like, this year. I second like, that. <laughs> I do think, though, like, as a first generation college student, that type of experience is very different versus right. a student whose family has already been to college. Right. I think that, like, whenever I interact with people who are also first generation, our experiences are very, like, common. Like, we right. always have, like, a common, like, similarity with one another like translating documents um having to fill out certain papers by yourself not having any help because like they don't know what they're because nobody knows what they're saying or um it's just like a com like a common experience so i think that having a different type of resource on campus would be i think it would be beneficial in a sense but i think there's already so many like help out there for us so i really like think that she's already enough absolutely you know what and and those are some really great ideas and that's another reason why it's important to have a space for students to kind of be able to just throw out ideas and talk about what they like or what they don't like or what they would like to happen um here at satinary anything that they need because we're here for you Right. So if if something that can kind of 
in a way, support and guide first-generation college students when you're coming in to better prepare you for the college life, college life, if something like that will help, then, you know, it's necessary for people to know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah, I was going to say, I think when we talk about, like, diversity, inclusion, and belonging, that piece that you mentioned of, like, finding a mentor or finding that group of people, that's the belonging. Yeah. Right. You know? Right, absolutely. Having the resources that you need from the very beginning, even before your first day. Sometimes you come in and you're still, just like you, Kamari, the, the, the document or the form that you didn't know or you forgot or weren't aware of, you didn't know how to f- complete properly, that's something that can be probably provided for you, some additional support to make sure that when you're coming in, you're coming in to focus on your classes and not everything else that's should be technically secondary, right? It's still as important, but it's secondary to your academics. Um, and even as you transition your very first semester coming from high school to college, that's a very huge transition. Um, and just like you said, Valentina, you were, you didn't expect to have so much time, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Although, I think, you know, for every student, it's a little bit different. Time management is extremely, extremely important. So you, some students don't know how to manage the time maybe in between classes or if they only have classes three times a week, four times a week. You have Fridays. Most students choose not to, depending on their majors, to not have classes on Fridays, which gives you a three-day weekend. And you're like, well, this is a lot of time. And some students kind of, you get a little distracted and it's normal because it's something new. You don't know how to manage yet. So there should be things put in place to help you, to help guide you, to, to get you there. Yeah, and if you think about it too, like this is your first, college is your first transition to adulthood almost. Like you're independent, you're on your own. You have to decide what you're going to do with your Friday. Um, and I think being a first generation college student, it's really cool for you to kind of find your own way. And you should be really proud. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, So I know you mentioned academic success. You know, I appreciate the shout out. (laughs) But what other resources do you feel like we have at Centenary that are helpful? Um, The tutoring center, um, the writing collab, Mm -hmm. um, the counseling at the wellness center. That's very important, especially coming in. You know, it's very stressful. College is very stressful. Being an adult is stressful as it is, right? And your first semester, second semester, you're still learning. So learning how to manage the campus, your classes, your time, um, meeting new people. That's a lot of stress, and it's very important. So, yes, I do think the counseling center is very important, and students, everyone should utilize it. So thank you. As our last question... Really quickly, what are three things that the campus community should be aware of when working with first-generation students? Uh, Three things that they should be aware of is all of our experiences are a little different, Mm -hmm. but a little similar to each other. Um, We have our own challenges that maybe not other students who have family that has been to college. Our challenges are a little different than theirs. And we're just here to pave a path for our families. I love that. Thank you so much, Valentina. Um, I would say mine is pretty much like the same, but most like most importantly it's just be patient. Um, I know like it's like 
it's like fast paced. You have a lot of um courses, you know, you have family at home, like it's a lot going on, but just the student might also have like stuff going on as on uh, going on as well. So just be patient and look like we can all just work together. Absolutely. I think that's important as well. Yeah, that's great advice. And thank you so much for joining us. No, thank, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks for listening to our Multicultural Topics and Education series. Our next podcast will be about English as a Second Language with two special guests. You can access our podcast every other Thursday through WNTI or on Apple Podcasts.